0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the Girl Girl.gov podcast. I am your host Rachel and today we have Dr. Nisreen, a licensed marriage and family therapist with us. She is going to walk us through ways to hold ourselves accountable while making New Year's resolutions and goals going into 2021. We also talk a little bit about the stigma around mental health and how to be a supportive friend and how to be kind to yourself on your own journey to healing and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode i do want to preface that this was over zoom so there might be a couple little wi-fi difficulties but we're gonna do our best and yeah with that being said let's get into the episode much for being here today i'm really excited i think this is gonna be a really good episode because being in quarantine during the pandemic Mm -hmm. mental illness has been a huge subject during all of this um and mental health and i think a lot of issues behind it and the stigma behind it so uh, Mm -hmm. i think talking about Mm -hmm. this will be really beneficial for our listeners and i think for me too i think therapy has done so much for me and so much for other people Mm -hmm. that i know so i'm excited Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um so do you want to tell me just a little bit
1: about yourself or tell the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Nisreen. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm licensed in the state of California. Um, I've been in the field uh, practicing um, different settings for about 12 years. I've worked in outpatient psychiatry, worked with individuals, couples, as well as families. Um, I was a lead clinician, a wraparound coordinator. And so um, I love what I do. I love being there for my clients. I am trained in in CBT, DBT uh, more recently the EMDR. And um, I, you know, enjoy connecting with people, and just being there. And then one of my my things is that I'm very positive oriented. I don't know if, it, if you've ever heard of um, Carl Rogers, he's my favorite um, psychologist. And so um, very much about the client client centered and unconditional mm-hmm. positive regard. And so that's something right. that I pride myself on and, you know, kind of making sure that, me and my clients develop that therapeutic alliance and assist in clients in reaching the goals that they mm-hmm. see. Yeah. So, and yeah.
0: so and I know you said that you you see clients from any age. It's not a specific age or gender Correct. or anything. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Right. Right. Okay. Also, so yeah. I think Absolutely. I think we can start with one of like the harder questions. Sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I I mean obviously we can just kind of like go back and forth and see like different techniques that you've obviously taught your clients, but one of the biggest questions is how to handle the stress of the social and political climate that we're in today. I think a lot Mm -hmm. of people, especially the younger generations are getting more involved in politics. And obviously right now with so much going on, I think it's kind of hard to navigate those feelings. Mm -hmm. So there are techniques or certain things that, you know, people can do while learning about something in such a tough, time in our country.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely is, Rachel. It is a really, really difficult time that we are facing. And so the first thing is that recognize that there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, out there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm hearing from so many people trying to engage in like um, social media uh, posts and where mm-hmm. they're going back and forth. And so we want to try to avoid that, right. try to avoid, you know, discussing politics, maybe with people that are, you know, that don't see eye to eye, you're not going to be able to convince them, definitely work on what you can control turn off the news i get it people want to advocate and you know they they obviously want to see what's happening out there it's definitely scary times but at the same time you want to recognize it's like what's within my control? What can Mm. I do? And what are the changes that I'm capable of doing? Mm. Um, And yeah, don't engage in this going back and forth. And, you know, trying to change other people's perspective is really difficult and practicing Mm. a little bit of, um, you know, that radical acceptance where I accept the situation, knowing that I have no control over such and such, but Mm. this is what I can control. And yeah.
0: I think obviously we've seen that there is a lot of bias in both news mm-hmm. and social media. Mm-hmm. There are algorithms out there. So you're, yes. you're a certain type of content if you're looking at something specific a lot. Right. So you have any suggestions? Like, I mean, I guess there's like books and stuff to kind of like find mm-hmm. that unbiased opinion. So you can come from like a blank slate and
1: yeah. not be kind of swayed by either side. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I know it's it's a tricky, like you said, because you could definitely like depending on where you go, you'll find different information. And so, you know, I've heard from some people that they do some of like the BBC kind of mm-hmm. news and trying to educate themselves exactly like you, you said, like kind of like really come up from an educated place. Um, mm-hmm. before you make that conscious decision. And then also it would be kind of important to step away from the news and try to practice some self-care so that you're grounded and you're not because what I've been hearing this week from so many people is this angry feeling like I'm so mm-hmm. angry and I hear that and I definitely validate that. Um, but you wanna be able to step away from the news and try to take care of yourself and, and and educate yourself but then don't overwhelm yourself. There are people that have the news on like nonstop or they have mm-hmm. these notifications that are constantly coming through you want to be careful with that that can definitely take a, a mental toll on anyone really mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. I, I mean I think personally I, it's it's definitely a lot to be consuming that much mm-hmm. anger and hatred that's going on yes. right now yeah and, uh-huh. and I think it's definitely you can get caught up in it so easily and it, it really consumes you and I think I definitely benefit from like staying away from social media for a couple hours and just like mm-hmm. obviously people, if, if you're not working at the time where, you know, if you have a lot of downtime, I think going outside is really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Like literally just lay out in the sun. And like, I feel so much better. Yes. <laughs> much. Um, a lot of grounding stuff for sure. Yes. And so not to like, stray away from any of the social and political stuff. But
1: yeah. I, I know it
0: is a new year and New Year's mm-hmm. resolutions and new goals mm-hmm. that everyone is really setting for themselves. And obviously mm-hmm. with quarantine, it, it probably hinders a lot of goals that some people have. So I think a big question is how to stay consistent with those goals and resolutions and kind of how to mm-hmm. hold yourself accountable.
1: Mm -hmm. you're absolutely right again with so much uncertainty and everything that is going on it is extra challenging when we try to set um, goals for ourselves and so one of my favorite things to to do is like to break it up like for some people they say oh this is what I want to See happen this year. I say, let's break it down a little bit. Let's say, okay, what would you like to see happen in a month? And then when you get that, really celebrate those moments of small success, right? Like, I've reached this goal because that's a lot more tangible. It's easier to kind of get to. Like, set a, a month goal, a three month goal, and then six months and then a year, right? And kind of like look at like, Write it out, look at your accomplishment, recognize it, celebrate it. Mm-hmm. For some people, you know, it can be tricky if we if we start to compare ourselves again on social media. Mm-hmm. You know, you got these people who have become like master chefs or now they're all of a sudden personal trainers. And so yeah. stare clear. You don't want to compare yourselves to what other people are doing again. Social media—I mean, it's definitely got its benefits, but at the same time, there's a lot of negative association that is coming from that. Mm -hmm. And so, making sure you set that boundary and recognizing what your limits are and what you're capable of. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it's really, really helpful to let others know that this is my goal and kind of like help support you. You know, staying accountable, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of good to to hold yourself accountable as well. And so.
0: So, yeah. Right. And I think too, it's kind of like just being, being easy on yourself, being nice to yourself. If, if you don't meet these goals and resolutions, like at the end of the day, there's so many other things going on in the world of it's, it's easy to get lost in that. And I don't think Mm -hmm. that's like resolutions and goals aren't your identity, I guess. I think that's the way I look at it. And so I think that that makes it easier for me to kind of set goals for myself. And I, something that my sister does, which I need to be better at is like, she will go out of her way to like do research on certain people that like have similar values. And like, Mm -hmm. I think for us, like weight loss is a huge resolution for anybody. I think that's always like one of the main ones, you know, just to be healthier, maybe not so much weight Mm -hmm. loss. So Natalie, my sister, she on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever she's on, she makes sure to like follow people who have similar body types as her and people who have Mm -hmm. the same experience and like the same struggles Mm -hmm. as she does. And I think for me, like, it's so hard to like go on your explore page and like see all of these like super fit, like, right. Like, skinny size two like people and it's it's hard because you compare yourself to that and that's it's not Mm -hmm. it can really take a toll on your self-worth and also like we were talking about earlier it's an algorithm so if you start looking at people like that you're gonna see more people who are similar to the people you're following Mm -hmm. so that's Mm a a little trick (laughs) my sister yeah
1: absolutely that's a that's a great trick too and then what Mm -hmm. you bring up an excellent point with the self-compassion it's Mm -hmm. like be kind to yourself always always be kind to yourself send those positive messages it is absolutely I mean it's just so beautiful the message that you send to your brain it's definitely Mm -hmm. you know what you you know put out there for sure is what you'll get back and so
0: and I know there's like a little trick that every negative thought that you say you want to give out three positive. Is that yeah? Is that correct or yeah? Can it's you
1: actually talk a five. About that? Five. It's, okay. It's five. <laughs> so yeah, when we have like a a negative belief kind of come in, like let's say um, the negative thought is I'm not good enough you want to mm-hmm. be able to come back and contradict that and say, but this is what I am, this is what I do. And then kind of like name five positive qualities about yourself. And some mm-hmm. people say, say it's a little bit harder. And it is hard in the beginning. But the idea is to retrain your brain on noticing more of the positives. And the beautiful mm-hmm. thing is that our brain is so capable of changing throughout our lifetime, it doesn't matter how old you are. I mean, unless you've hit full blown Alzheimer's, your brain is still very capable of retraining and learning new things. And so that's mm-hmm. the best part about that. But yeah, we want to be careful with negative beliefs that come up. And so most often these negative irrational beliefs develop when we're younger, and mm-hmm. then they end up getting reinforced by different experiences as we grow into adulthood. And so talking about them, bringing them out is definitely very important.
0: And I, I know journaling is <clears throat> is a huge benefit to some people. Would you say that? let's say like, I have a negative thought. What do you think that journaling those positive thoughts is something like, at least you can see it. It's something like not so much tangible, but at least Mm -hmm. I'm seeing it. I'm writing it. Do you think that that kind of tricks your brain into actually thinking it more or actually believing what you're saying?
1: Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of visuals, um, mm-hmm. whether you write it out on a sticky note and put it in your bathroom mirror or, or you put it on a piece of paper. or Some people put it out as a screenshot on their phone, something mm-hmm. that they see on a regular basis. I am beautiful. I am enough. I am strong. Whatever positive affirmation that you want to send to yourself. And I've mm-hmm. heard some people say, well, this is kind of silly. It, it might sound silly initially, but I, I promise you it works and it does mm-hmm. send that strong message to your brain and so yeah yeah I I definitely I'm
0: Mm -hmm. definitely trying one of my resolutions is to take on journaling this year I think that's I love it I always try and I you know life just gets in the way but I'm I think making sure that you prioritize those things I also I mean not to like talk about my own resolutions but I think definitely one of them is to like Prioritize the things that do make me happy and prioritize the things that, like, the goals that I do set for myself. Cause I, mm-hmm. it's so easy for me to be like, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or like, yeah. I'll start on Monday. But, um, right, right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think yeah. It's easy to get caught up, especially with everything going on right now. But yeah. And so, obviously, a lot of people are working during a pandemic, whether it's working from home or still mm-hmm. out in the workforce. Um, are there certain techniques that you teach your clients that help reduce the stress and anxiety of having to work either from home or
1: still in person during the pandemic? Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, um, recognize that there is still a lot of uncertainty that we're dealing with right now, we mm-hmm. still have the virus, that's a big deal. I know we have the vaccine. And so that's definitely something that we're trying to kind of like switch perspective a little bit and focus on the light that is at the end of the tunnel. Um, mm-hmm. And so but recognize those feeling of like I am, you know, I'm feeling stressed, or I'm feeling anxious, and kind of like check in with yourself, and validate those feelings and try to kind of like cope with it so Mm -hmm. if I'm feeling a certain way what can I do do I call a friend do I go outside and lay in the sun an example that you should right like Mm -hmm. what what works for me and it is absolutely normal like normalize the way you are okay to feel the way you are feeling okay Mm -hmm. I mean the way you are um, right now because of everything that is happening it's definitely been an incredibly stressful year for Mm -hmm. so many people on so many different levels, people losing their jobs, right? And so, you know, dying from the virus and all of that. And so what I've also found to be really helpful is channeling that energy to helping others. Uh, picking mm-hmm. up uh, groceries for your elderly neighbor right or their oh, yeah. uh, prescription mm-hmm. from the pharmacy you know one of my clients was saying like giving out to the um the ones that were affected by the economic stressors right and mm-hmm. and kind of like collectively earning money and setting up pages to support those that were impacted, support Mm. small business, right? Like we talk about, you know, I know there's been an uproar with the way that the restaurants have been shut down. So a lot of people are Mm. trying to order takeout. And so trying to give back to our community, but at the same time, like, you know, recognize that the way we are feeling is okay, but we want to make sure that we don't get stuck there. Right.
0: And how can we create boundaries for ourselves, people who are still out in the workforce? And I think obviously not everyone has the financial security to quit their job if their job for whatever reason isn't following CDC guidelines or if they just don't feel comfortable Mm -hmm. in general. Because, you know, I still have a lot of friends in retail and Mm -hmm. I think especially retail is really stressful because, I mean, you look at it in both perspectives of like it might or might not be an essential business and like it's essential to those workers to you know keep their job but like to them it's like why are these people why are hundreds of people coming to the mall every day you have Mm -hmm. people not wanting to wear masks you have people not wanting to follow the store guidelines and Mm -hmm. how, how can you create those boundaries for yourself when you're at work when you you still need
1: to keep a job, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. You want to be careful on not to hyper-focus. Like, let's say, and I, I I, totally hear you, you know, with the CDC guidelines, they always say, mm-hmm. like, to wear the mask over the nose. And you see mm-hmm. people either putting it, like, below or right, you know, like, on right. their neck. or And mm-hmm. so definitely not following but you again just kind of like gentle reminders to yourself and don't get hyper focused on that maybe continue with the social distance take it up to the higher you know higher ups and see what they can do as far as like enforcing the policy and don't let it cause you this you know excessive anxiety again you don't want to just like be super focused on one thing you can keep your own mask on keep your own sanitizer you follow the Mm -hmm. CDC guidelines right and trying to um you know at the same time I'm sure it's you know, it's not fun to be wearing a mask or, you know, Mm -hmm. I know it's challenging for a lot of people, but validating Mm -hmm. their concerns sometimes help. Um, Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you have to do what also best fits for yourself. And so it is so tricky. Like you said, it's not like people can say, no, I quit because these people are not following the CDC guidelines. It just doesn't, Mm -hmm. you know, life doesn't work that way. We still have responsibilities, we have bills, you know, so many things that are dependent on us earning a paycheck. And so Um, Just important to kind of like shift focus on what's within your control.
0: And I think speaking on that, when I know there's a lot of really like high stress situations at work for a lot of people still in person Mm -hmm. working. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of like focusing on yourself when either a customer is upset or a customer Mm -hmm. is like, being like verbally abusive to you I mean how how can retail employees especially keep their cool and kind of try their best to de-escalate the situation because I mean at that point we know like the people who don't want to wear masks and the people who don't want to follow those guidelines like Mm -hmm. what you said earlier they're they're not going to change their views just because Mm -hmm. someone told them to wear a mask like it's it's unfortunately not the way it works, but how can you kind of learn to deescalate those situations and not stress yourself out while doing it?
1: Absolutely. A Really, really great question. And I know it's come up a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, I do see people who are in the retail business, and it's been an anxiety producing, you know, no, no lying about that. So the first thing you want to make sure is that first do you ground yourself, make sure you can you have the maybe you have the ability to disengage for a few moments, take some deep breath, and then come back to it, maybe do some, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like either progressive muscle relaxation, or try to do some pressure pointing where you kind of just ground yourself for the moment. Mm-hmm. and you know, about the customers, right, and then trying to kind of validate, like, I'm sure this is hard for you, you're telling me that you can't breathe, and you have other health issues. And that's why Mm -hmm. you can't keep your mask on. I'm sure that's really difficult. And so trying to validate people, Mm -hmm. most of the time works really well. And mm-hmm. then, you know, kind of like trying to, again, like meeting them where they're at. That's a that's a thing that we talk about a lot is that mm-hmm. meeting these people where where they are and then kind of trying to educate them a little. It's like, I'm not the one making the rules. Here are the right. rules. Here is the sign that is right there. I know this mm-hmm. is hard and the, this is difficult for you, but I really appreciate you following these guidelines. It helps me keep my job. It helps us stay open. It helps protect both you and me. And so, mm-hmm. but definitely try to incorporate validation is very important.
0: Right? Yeah. And it's funny, because yeah. I always think it's, it's interesting <laughs> how a lot of people who are like, Oh, I don't have to wear a mask because like of a sickness or illness that I have. Right. And it's like, wait, should you even be out then? <laughs> like, uh-huh. if, that's, uh-huh. if that's the case, good point. Uh, good. point. Yeah. Absolutely. And I mean, yeah. especially I mean, from what we saw the other day, with the riots and stuff happening mm-hmm. in DC. I mean, you mm. see no one wearing masks, you see mm-hmm. no social distancing, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I think that's, you know, there's always going to be people out there like that. And I think the best thing yeah. is just to stay as far away from them as possible. Like, Absolutely. And yeah, I think it, definitely there are there are people with very radical views who like views to do mm-hmm. just about anything for other people's health, which is really unfortunate, but it um, is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's really important that I think obviously you're doing your part but helping navigate that process I think is really beneficial. So
1: I, mm-hmm. all of these are
0: really good points, but I think something too obviously you know, with mental health being a really big topic during the pandemic of people having to be inside their houses a lot, you know, Mm -hmm. you're taking away social interactions and Mm -hmm. you're not able Mm -hmm. to see your loved ones. Um, Mm -hmm. How, how can we support our friends, our family, or loved ones who are battling with mental
1: illnesses during the pandemic? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's a really, really good question, too, is that, you know, there, we have definitely seen an uptake and, in cases, and especially with the isolation, and we talk about the older um, generation as well, who have been really limited, and they can't really socialize, they can't see their family members. So it's definitely a very tricky thing. So one of the things that we want to be careful with, and I know, some people might say, Oh, what do you have to be sad about, or you'll get over it, or, you're, you have so many good things, you, you know, you shouldn't be feeling sad about certain things. And so, Mm -hmm. or cheer up or, you know what I mean? So that is, that is very dismissive and very invalidating. What you want to do is like, check in on your loved ones, like say I'm here for you validate their feelings, mm. you're okay to feel the way that you are feeling right now. What can I do to help you? How can I support you? What are some of the things that you can, you know, that I can kind of like bring in to the picture to help make mm. things better. Um, and just, you know, if you can be there and then be present, but it, it's, and you know, it's unfortunate, like uh, humans that, that they, um, they have a hard time, like um, acknowledging such things, right, because this mm. is being vulnerable. And it's like, no, 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 you, you, you'll you, get over it. It's going to be okay. Right. And, and that might be, you know, it's coming from a good place. But at the same time, it's invalidating to the other mm-hmm. person's yeah um, feelings so you make a really good
0: point of like being present when you are talking mm-hmm. to someone I mean in general if you're holding a conversation with someone you should be present in that but yeah I think something that I think a lot of people go through this obviously is like you mm-hmm. go to someone and you just mm-hmm. want to vent like you don't want to mm-hmm. hear a lot of like I love I would love to hear your opinions but like at another time mm-hmm. when I'm like when I feel that my emotions aren't controlling my thoughts. And like, when Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling really riled up, I guess. So how, how can you have that conversation with someone? Like, is it easier to just tell them like, Hey, I just really need someone to vent to. Can you please Mm -hmm. just hear me out? And then Mm -hmm. like, we can talk about logistics later, (laughs) but Yeah. um, yeah. Yeah. What's, what, what's your take on that?
1: Absolutely. And so it could go both ways. You could definitely, I mean, it would be kind of nice, like for the other party who is trying to listen to you. It's like, what, you know, do you just want to talk about it? Or are you looking to um, identify solutions and options Mm -hmm. for for the situation or the problem? Um, And at the same time, you know, if they're not maybe capable of doing that and, you know, because automatic uh, uh, human nature is like, let's solve this, right? Mm -hmm. Let me give you all these solutions and this is going to solve all the problems and we're all going to be happy and dandy again. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely preface it that with hey I just you know have something on my mind I just want to talk about it I don't think I'm ready to kind of identify like how I'm going to move on or identify different solutions but I just really really need someone to just listen and be there Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what we just talked about is just like Mm -hmm. being present maybe holding my hand you know whatever right but yeah Definitely. definitely prefacing that.
0: Yeah. It's funny. Cause like, I think I, I have found myself in that situation multiple times where like I go to someone and I just want to vent. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I feel like I it's, it's, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Like sometimes people don't say what you want to hear. And I think mm-hmm. that almost, it makes the situation for me a hundred times worse. Cause then I feel worse about myself. I feel like mm-hmm. maybe I am not like, maybe my feelings aren't validated. Maybe they aren't right. like these aren't normal thoughts. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I myself can definitely benefit from like telling someone from the beginning, like, Hey, mm-hmm. I just need someone mm-hmm. to talk to. And then kind of mm-hmm. going to help maybe with solutions later down the road. But yeah, I, that's a huge thing. I think a lot of people <laughs> could benefit from that. Absolutely. And also, and also Absolutely. I think me this year, at least I told myself, like, I just want to be a better friend. Like I, I'm not thinking to myself, I'm yeah. a bad friend, but I think like finding ways mm-hmm making sure that like, I know what my friends need, I guess. And kind of, I think, mm -hmm. you know, you can't always expect someone to be like, Hey, do you need someone to just vent? Or do you want to handle solutions? I think it's, it's hard to expect that from a lot of people. And I think for me, like, you know, you, Mm -hmm. you do have high expectations for your friends because they know you the most, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think anyone who's listening and who hasn't, you know, tried that in the past. I think that that's a really huge thing that you can do for your friends. And if someone said that to me, that alone would make me feel a hundred times better. <laughs> like it, it would, it would really make me feel
1: confident in who I'm talking to. So that's, that's a really. In regards to that topic with friends, like when you are doing that with your friends, you almost become that um, you're kind of like doing a role modeling, right. And they mm-hmm. have to pick up on that too. Very powerful. Yeah, Like when you talk about to be a, a better friend and stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yeah. And I, you know, I, there is a really big stigma still, unfortunately, around mental health. And I think seeking help is really, it's, it's really hard. It's that first step that a lot of people, probably have the toughest part with. And I know Mm. that's something that I did. And I think obviously Mm -hmm. we don't have like a huge solution for ending that stigma, but how can we kind of help others that are hesitant for whatever reason to seek help or go to therapy or even just go to someone to vent to how, how can we help Mm. those individuals not feel like there's this huge stigma around seeking
1: help? hmm. Mm-hmm. You definitely absolutely want to normalize again, the way that they're feeling right. And then like, mm-hmm. when someone has diabetes, they would not hesitate to go to a doctor, right. And mm-hmm. then seek support. If you've got an ache, you know, you seek help. So why not when it comes to our mental health? And you know, why not kind of like seek that support? And again, just like kind of normalizing it and recognizing that, all of us from all walks of life can need support at one point or another in our life, mm-hmm. no matter who we are, right? and therapy is for everyone, all of us, no matter where we are in life at one point or another, we kind of like um, need extra support and that's mm-hmm. totally okay. And it is normal. Mm -hmm. Um, no matter who you are, right, and where you are at in life, and again, normalizing it. So Mm -hmm. why not a mental health professional? And then one of the things that I was trying to say, too, is that it is it is confidential kind of setting, which is the beautiful Mm -hmm. part about therapy, is that it is confidential.
0: And so speaking on that, um, I've kind of had like this thought, are kind of like question of how this works, but I, so there there they're always mm-hmm. going to be that patient and provider confidentiality and, which is mm-hmm. great. And I think that, you know, you said it yourself, it's, it's, that's a beautiful part about it is you can go to someone mm-hmm. and literally you can tell them all your secrets and they, mm-hmm. you know, no one would ever know, but for people, let's say, let's say someone is on their parents' health insurance. So let's say they're under 26 years old. They're still on their parents' mm-hmm. health insurance and mm-hmm. their parents aren't, supportive when it comes to mental health or their Mm -hmm. own child's thoughts and insecurities Mm -hmm. about it. How I, cause I remember when, you know, when I used to work at a doctor's office, they were always like, there, there might be people coming in who don't want their parents to know that they're here, but they're on their health insurance. Mm -hmm. So like that Mm -hmm. doctor's office was really good about it. And they, they had Mm -hmm. this whole process basically, but how can you kind of seek help when you're kind of depending on someone else, Mm -hmm. as far as like your health insurance goes, and you know, they Mm -hmm. might not be supportive of what you're doing. Mm
1: -hmm. The nice thing is like an individual at the age of 12 can consent for their own mental health. And then the other nice thing is that San Diego has so many different communities that can provide mental health care at low or reduced costs. With the use of insurance, it is a little bit tricky. If you are on your parents plan, then they're going to know and they're going to find out you always have the option to pay out of pocket. There's always um, again, like there's so many different community clinics that offer Mm -hmm. support and it's all licensed or, you know, kind of like on their way to be licensed clinicians. And so there's Mm -hmm. definitely a lot of options out there for sure. And so many therapists out there will do like a sliding scale fee based on an income income base. And so that's also okay. a thing for a lot of people. So there's options for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, cause I know like if you're in school, if you're in college or I know when I was at national, we had our own social worker, but mm-hmm. I think we our co-host Cassandra. We spoke last week about how, people that were at San Diego State who were trying to seek help there's such a huge backlog of students who are also trying to do the same thing and so it kind of like defeats the purpose of having that resource at school and so I think it's hard because it's like at that point it's kind of out of your hand so I think it, it is nice to know that there are communities out there who you can also reach out to in the meantime but I think if you're if you're like an incoming freshman or at any point in your education I think if your school has resources, make sure to reach out and try your best Mm -hmm. to not get to the front of the line, but like, you know, try your best to to make sure that you're being proactive about it, I guess.
1: Absolutely. And you're right. You know, when it comes to the universities, it's a little challenging. They're overwhelmed and they, they, you know, they're getting a lot of referrals coming through. So it is challenging. Mm -hmm. And so, but yeah, the community clinics are out there and, and it's definitely an option.
0: Mm -hmm. And for anyone who's outside of San Diego, I mean, I'm sure there's like generic things that you can kind of Google search um, if -hmm. you're like outside of the state, but what would you suggest people looking to find communities like that?
1: So um, definitely check in like with your local, like with the city, they would definitely kind of like guide you in that direction. They're um, looking up like non nonprofits that Mm -hmm. um, sometimes will also like charge a minimal fee, right? So it's definitely an option for many people. And then if you are looking for someone that you want to like pay out of pocket psychology today is a major search network out there to find a Mm -hmm. clinician. Again, when I was talking about that sliding scale fee you can find mm-hmm. therapists on there that would be willing to offer a sliding scale.
0: Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. I think that's really beneficial because I think a lot of the, the stress from starting therapy is like where to start and like where mm-hmm. to look if, if you mm-hmm. might not have those resources. So that's, that's really beneficial. You know, one or two more questions. I think so for me myself, so I'm Latina, you know, I think Latin heritage and mm-hmm. just history. I think a lot of traditional Mexican families or Mexican parents have a hard time understanding or accepting mental illness, especially when it mm-hmm. comes to their kids. I, you know, me and me and my parents have worked really hard on that, which it has been really beneficial for me and my own journey on therapy but how can people benefit or sorry not benefit but navigate that Mm -hmm. conversation with either family or loved ones or let's say like a friend or even a like a significant other how can you navigate that conversation uh, without like belittling or like invalidating your own issues and things that are going on in your life
1: hmm. Right, and then some of the things that you might be hearing from different cultures too—not just in the um, Latino culture—but uh, mm-hmm. I hear it from different cultures as well is that um, you know people say, "Well, I went through all my life like you might have a parent who's mm-hmm. like, I never, I never went to therapy, or therapy is only for crazy people." And so again, mm-hmm. you want to let them know that this might have worked for you, but for me, I think it would be really—it um, would behoove me to kind of seek that extra support. And some parents it's like, well, why can't you tell me I'm your parents, I'm your most loved ones, like, why, why not tell me? And so that's the tricky part, because because there's that emotional attachment there. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to kind of like step away and give guidance appropriately because of that emotional attachment. And so Mm -hmm. just letting them know, Yeah, that kind of being open, having that open communication and picking the right moment to do so, right? You want to obviously Mm -hmm. make sure that that person is in a good state of mind, a good time of the day, right? Like scheduling an appointment, whatever, whatever way you choose. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think you bring up a good point too. Of like, there's that emotional connection with people that you're close to in your life. So I think that's a really big benefit mm-hmm. of going to therapy. Is there's that third party you don't know them, they don't know you. And mm-hmm. I think obviously it's. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you have. You obviously have the experience in it, but I'm sure your therapist creates some sort of mm-hmm. like emotional connection to each of their clients. But it's never going to be biased, mm-hmm. and it's never going to be like under the assumption of like, well, I've been through worse. And, you know, I, that's, I think that's probably the best thing that's come out mm-hmm. of therapy yeah. is like how, even how we were talking about earlier is, you know, it's, it's sometimes hard to talk to friends or people that, you know, because you're not always hearing things that you want to say, but it doesn't always make the situation better. And I think a therapist can yeah. really help do that for you. And it I think they can at least yeah. walk you through kind of what your emotions are and what you're feeling. So that's, that's been my experience
1: mm-hmm. with therapy, for sure. <laughs> absolutely. And you're absolutely right. You do develop that therapeutic alliance with your therapist. And mm-hmm. then your therapist holds that space for you. So there is um, that but like you said, it's an unbiased kind of, and then it's not going to be the same, like, let's say, you know, I'm your sister, I'm your mom or something like that, right. And so mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Yeah. And I think maybe just one, one more question. And Mm -hmm. I think if you had like a general statement for someone who's struggling with mental illness, someone who might feel lost or doesn't know where to start and, and kind of, I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. not so much like a downwards, downward spiral, but especially during the pandemic and being by yourself, Mm -hmm. like if you could say anything to them, what would it be?
1: Help is out there. There is a lot of help, and you—if you feel ambivalent, like recognize it, acknowledge it, acknowledge that feeling, and state it out loud. Um, you know, there is also a lot of support groups. Like, if someone is feeling a certain way about maybe doing individual, there are mm-hmm. support groups, and you can find so much information when you start to kind of like Google some um, stuff on the on the internet. And so, mm-hmm. for some people, when they join maybe like a group style of therapy. It might normalize it a little bit for them and could be, you know, kind of like the leeway into individual counseling. And so both are very helpful. But at the same time, you want to make sure it's like, why, why am I questioning this? Why am I doubting myself? What's preventing me? Believe to support clients, rationalize some things and trying to move forward and you know, away from
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, thank you so much for coming on today. I think this this will be really beneficial to a lot of people. And I know therapy Mm -hmm. has done. Yeah, therapy has done so much for me. And I know so many other people who have really benefited from therapy, Mm -hmm. too. So thank you for all the work that you do. And Mm -hmm. um, thank you so much for being here. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you.
1: It's my pleasure. I appreciate you um, kind of bringing me on. I hope this was helpful. And, you know, best of luck to all the people out there. Stay grounded. One of my favorite words to say, Um, try to keep taking care of yourself. Identify what your needs are. Always, always check in with yourself very, very mm-hmm. key point word, right? Always check chickens, like, why am I feeling this way, right? Find mm-hmm. out what has caused you to feel that way, and then try to ground yourself one way or the other, and then take care of yourself. And, you know, mm-hmm. um, again, with the with the whole everything that's going on nowadays, that's very important. And so fortunately, we live yeah. in San Diego, where there's um, a lot of options for us. And so yeah. yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah,
0: thank you. And stay safe during the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> thank Thank you. you so much thank you you too enjoy talk to you soon